I want to greet each one in the name of the Lord this morning. It is good to be back here with you. It doesn't seem like it's been that long that uh, we was here on a Sunday morning. I wanted to come this morning also. Been blessed this morning in our Sunday school time together. I still marvel at the way the Lord works and directs in his word and what he has to be brought to us not just you this morning but to me also uh, the Sunday school lesson kind of fit this, the message this morning it ties together and I think you'll understand that a little more as we go along and uh, and so we want to see what the Lord has for us here this morning and and uh, the message I have to share here this morning is a message that I shared a, a few years ago at another congregation at Lane's Run. I was asked to, to bring a message there, and it had to do with the value of witnessing. The value of witnessing. <clears throat> and so I thought it was kind of timely for this message as I sought the Lord's direction because we were just going through and finishing up our week of Bible school and I understand your all's Bible school is yet to come and so what does the Lord have for us in this the value of witnessing and the reason I was given this title from the congregation there is because there were those that were there that knew that from my background the work that would have been done in the community and for me to to be where I am today the witnessing that would have been done years ago and so how would that have worked in my life what influence did that have in my life and so they wanted me to share some of those things so I felt I would share that this morning here and what I have to share, there, I'm not here this morning to talk about myself. Uh, what I have to share this morning, I want to give God the glory, because it's only by the grace of God that any of us is here this morning. And uh, so it's just a, a few verses that I want to share before we get into the main thought of the message. And that is, uh, first comes from Matthew 28, 19 and 20. All of you know that very well. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So we call this the Great Commission. We call this the commission that Jesus gave to his disciples there at the end. And he said to go and to teach. To take the message to the lost. And so we might say for ourselves today, that is for us also. And it is. It wasn't only given to the disciples, it was given to us here today. And so we practice that. And so we practice that in, in many ways. And uh, as we look at the message here this morning and the things for us here this morning, you know, how are we doing in this area? I mean, if you're like me, you, you, you know it's an area you need to grow in. You need to improve on to be able to go and to teach others. And, and that is the, 
that is our purpose here that God has given to us, and that is to share the gospel with the lost. And so when we think of the value of witnessing, you know, that is part of our going and sharing the gospel with others. You know, we go to witness, whether it's in distant lands that people go and serve a, a, a time, and some for life, they go and they give of their time. They teach, and they're preaching. And so for us, you know, as we look around us today, and, and uh, you know, we might ask the questions, well, how can I be a witness for the Lord? What can I do to be a witness for the Lord? Again, what I have to share here this morning will, will be brought closer to home for us. We're not looking at the far-off mission fields. We can look at the mission fields right around us. And uh, I think we all have that opportunity, whether it's within the communities that we live in, whether it's within our church communities, or whether it's just in meeting someone in town. And so, uh, so what is the value of witnessing? Well, Jesus said to go. But then also in other scriptures, as we are told to go, in Romans chapter 10, Romans 10, 11 through 14, For the scripture saith, Whoso believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For is, there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? <clears throat> and, and I'd like to comment on that last verse there a little bit. How shall they hear without a preacher? Yes, this morning the preacher is here to deliver a message. But there are those out there that are going to hear the word from you that you would say, well, but I'm not a preacher. You may not be a preacher, but you're a carrier of the gospel. You're one that, are, that is able to share the gospel with another. And through that, there are those that's going to hear and to believe in what you are sharing with them. And I like the verse there that there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. And you know, we touched upon uh, being partial this morning in our Sunday school lesson. You know, what about in our sharing with others? Do we ever feel that maybe that person doesn't need to hear the gospel or really is the gospel for them and so we just kind of shy back and we don't share the gospel and you know and I'm glad that he has written there there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek and I like to put it in in our terminology today <clears throat> there's no difference between the Mennonite and the community person I mean, I don't know of any one of you sitting here this morning that hasn't come to the Lord the same way I did. You had more opportunity, but you still had to come by faith and believing. And he says, Whoso believeth on him shall not be ashamed. 
And so that's for any of us here this morning, whether you've been born and raised in a Mennonite family that you've had the opportunity to some of the rest of us maybe haven't, but yet the gospel is for us also. We have that opportunity, and I'm glad for that. And so how do we think about, okay, so we spend our time, we give our time, we, we go and tell others, we, we let others know about the Lord. And, I, and I'll get into that a little more here after a bit. But you know, from Scripture, Jesus, God, even in the Old Testament, he gives some words there that apply to us so much today. And in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1, it says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. And uh, we might say, well, what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Cast your bread upon the waters. <clears throat> you know, God's word, when we take the time to share God's word with others, we are sending that word out. We're giving that bread. We're giving that bread of life to others. When he said, and after, and thou shalt, and for, after, for thou shalt find it after many days. So we don't know what that work, what our work might produce. We might not know, realize what might come of that. We put the effort forth. And sometimes we might say, you know, really, what is the use? What's going to become, what's going to happen with this? I mean, we, we, we give our time. But he said, cast your bread upon the waters. You know, do the work. Put the effort forth. And he said, and after many days it will return unto you. And I am sure that there is a number here this morning that has worked in areas and has done outreach work and maybe worked with 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 individuals and you wonder what is what is it amounting to and yet in time it produces fruit something happens and you see it coming back and then also in Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 11 for my thoughts are not your thoughts Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down in the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the waterer, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void." But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. The Lord says, my word shall not return void. So when we think of the value of witnessing, the value of witnessing, You know, there's so many areas we can look at. But as I was given this subject and I prepared it and, and, and thought, of, thought about it and, you know, how do I, where do I go from this? Uh, what am I to share from this? The value of witnessing. 
again, I, I, I had to draw from my own experiences to be able to share these things because when I think of the value of witnessing, I think of those that have had influence on my life because of the time they were willing to spend. And in our home, in the time that they shared in, in various ways. And so when we think of the value of witnessing, we, you know, we, we all probably struggle with that. We all probably are challenged with that on a daily basis. That we're given opportunity to witness. That we're given opportunity to be sharing the gospel with others. And, and sometimes we probably fall short because maybe we feel like, well, now's not the time or now I just don't have the right words to say. And, uh, and yet, if we are willing to be given of ourselves and given of our time, as, as Scripture says there, you know, cast our bread out, take the time to share the gospel. You know, the influence of witnessing, what will that do to others? You know, others are, are there to be hearing the word. We're to be sharing that gospel. We're to be sharing the word. And so, so we do have the challenges at times. But then we do have the opportunities that do come before us. And so I want to look at some of these opportunities this morning. And they're all very familiar with us. And I know you all can relate to them. But you know, when I, when I look at my own life to, to see how these opportunities where there were those that took the opportunity to be sharing and, and witnessing on, on my behalf, you know, the effect it had on, on my life. Again, I give God the glory for this. It's not for myself because for me... You know, there was no good thing in me. There was no, no desire that I had to, to, to serve the Lord in my younger years. <clears throat> but because of the work of those in, in the church, in the community where I grew up, they, they, they took the time. They showed the interest. And so, yes, uh, there is value in witnessing to others. And so what might be some of the areas that we can do that? And so I have some, some examples here. And again, I will, will draw from my own experiences better than I can from others. But as I think of, of our opportunities to witness and to witness to others, first off, I think of Sunday school. In the community where I grew up, there's... There's more churches there than just the Mennonite church. And I had never heard of a Mennonite church for a number of years. We, we would have started out in a community church there that my mom would have took us, us young children to church. And really, unless I go back and look at what's on the sign, I can't really tell you what for church it was. I'm thinking it's Methodist, but I'm not sure. But even in that time, as a young 
as a young boy, there was things that stood out to me in church and interest me in church. And yet, what I can remember is the Sunday school teachers that showed an interest in their students, in their pupils. Not just in that church, but then as we come into the Mennonite church, that there's an interest there in the young people. And so as I speak to you this morning, I want to speak to each one here this morning because I'm sure most all have had opportunity to teach a Sunday school class. Not everyone's a teacher, and I understand that. But what effects do we have upon these young people that come into our class? That is a time that we have to share the word of God to young children. You know, we had a... a uh, children's meeting here this morning and when they mentioned children's meeting my heart jumped a little bit because I thought did I miss something that I was supposed to be prepared for this morning <clears throat> and uh, I was glad for uh, Glenn having that because I, I was wondering did, did I not hear something <clears throat> but we take time for our young people the children do listen the children do catch what we have to say and so as we have that opportunity to witness to the children, it is instilling the word of God in their lives at a young age. And that will continue on with them for years to come. And you know, it's, it's how, you know, how is it with us as teachers? How do we relate to those young children? You know, I have heard of people that I know as a teacher that can teach but I know of one individual that speaks about teaching young children and they say, but I can't get on their level. And so there's some people that can't get on a child's level, but they can teach older ones. But when we have that opportunity to teach young children, we are witnessing to those children. They are hearing. And I can still look back and, and just remember the, the various teachers that I had and the impact that they had upon me and on the things they shared and just their kindness and the way that, that they was, was able to relate to, to one that didn't have a teaching that I know a lot of children here this morning have. Christian Day Schools is another Christian Day School gives an opportunity to be witnessing and reaching out to children of all ages again. And we think, well, school is there for to be learning the academics, and it is. But we also are teaching Bible. We're also there relating together. And so through that time of, of the Christian Day School, yes, I, I had my first five years in public school. And probably when I went to the North Fork Christian Day School, they may have wondered what did they get on their hands. <clears throat> but yet through the work of the teachers and their, their kindness and their understanding and their willing to continue to work, the influence that it, would ha that it had upon my life to be continuing to guide me in the direction the Lord was, was leading and so, yes, so we think, well, Christian day school is only for academic. 
No, Christian Day School is there. It also helps in guiding and working with and strengthening those that are Christians and want to be Christians. You know, when we hear about the spiritual emphasis week in our schools, and then the outcome of that, so often we hear that there are those that have responded during that week of spiritual emphasis week at school. And, you know, we can praise the Lord for that. It is a time of, of working with our young people. And I will say, incidentally, that this message that was given to me was more or less directed to the young people. Well, I thought this morning we got young people, but we got older people. We got older, younger people. It applies to all of us. <clears throat> and so I know in the Christian Day School, I, you know, and especially for one that was raised in the community and, and had the background of, of the uh, public school coming into a Christian Day School, you know, for myself, there was things that I needed to learn. There were things that needed to be curbed. There was things that needed to be nipped. And, you know, and I look back and I think how the school had that influence. And I would say that it wasn't just always the teacher that did the work. There were students that was brave enough to make some comments in a timely manner that had its effects. And what David said that was witnessing, they might not have thought of it at the time, but it was something that would have worked in my life because of things that I needed to change. And yet that happened in a Christian day school. So our Christian day schools has a place for witnessing, for reaching out into the, the young people in school. And then this one comes closer home now and more up to date, and that is Bible school. Bible school. We just came through our week of Bible school, and I was thankful we could have it. We come through last year, and we didn't have Bible school. It felt like we was missing something. So this year when we talked of having Bible school, I said it's time to get back to work. Well, how should we have Bible school? I said, let's get back to normal. So we had a normal Bible school. And praise the Lord, we've had one of the bigger crowds this year than we've had for a long time. So I was blessed with that. But when I think of Bible school and we think of witnessing, we think of reaching out to those, especially in the community. And this can become a challenge. And maybe you all aren't challenged here, but I am sure you are if I know community well enough. But I just want to give a few examples. Because I think when we think of witnessing, we think, you know, we can witness and it's going to be a simple, easy job. And sometimes maybe we think in our witness, but really do we have to do this? And I think of that at Bible school. Because I think with Bible school, it seems like it's a time that we take and we give our time and we give our effort. And at the end of Bible school, sometimes we say, was it really worth it? Was it worth it? 
again, when I think back of going to the Mennonite Bible School at a young age, you know, I went to have fun. That was my intents. That was to have fun in Bible school. And yet when I think back of the teachers I had and the time that they gave and the time that and, and knowing that they had to be patient, you know, I, I look at that and I say, oh, how can I share that with others? And so when I think of our summer Bible school, I'll just give a, a few examples of challenges that, that we have had. And yet, you know, when I, when I think of these, again, you, you think like, what did all this work amount to? So we've had our challenges at, at Raleigh Bible School. So how do we respond and how do we accept these children when they come in? And you know, with our children, we like for them to come up and we like for them to sit and we like for them to be quiet little angelic children that we expect them to be. But when we get those that come in from the community and when they come in here and sit down and they're talking the whole time, what do we do? Oh, we get one that he's pretty much the class clown. What do we do? Do we think, well, that's hopeless? We get a group of boys that come in and they're, they're noisy and they're rowdy and you may have to go sit between them just to, to get some order. You know, as I think back on some of these things, You know, today we have adults, married adult parents that were this size when I taught them in Bible school. They now are there and they have children in Bible school. And that blesses my heart that those young fellas years before did you get through to them did you get anything through to them during that week of bible school or the time that you shared together that you took them on trips somewhere and you did various things with them because you had that contact there so you had that with them and today when you're with them they say hey i remember when we used to go and we went four-wheel driving up in the mountain and we got stuck and various things like that. They have their children there today in Bible school. But how do we always feel about all of these things? Because it's like those children should be able to sit still. And I'll have to say with the ones I just mentioned, they've got some very nice, respectful children. Did their time at Bible school, the time at church that they came, have the effect on their lives? We might look at them and like one shared this morning, a fellow that he did some schooling with, and uh, the fellow there was pretty rough-looking, tattoos and long hair, and he was afraid of him. Well, this daddy, a lot of people would be afraid of him because he's a big fellow. But you know, 
His children are very respectful. But again, when you have a child, when you're given a program, and they're there singing and whatever, and he's standing up there, and he's making all kinds of faces back at the congregation, and he's doing various things, is, are you getting through to him? But I'll tell you, the last night of Bible school, that young man gave his teacher a hug. I don't know where he's at today. But I think it had an effect. How do we like it when we're hauling some of these children to Bible school? And here again, I bring it from my own experience because I experienced it. You just bought a vehicle that isn't but a couple weeks old. And you're going to pick these children up for Bible school. And they pile in, climb across the seats, whatever. And you're going down the road, and after a bit, one of the boys holds up something and says, What's this go to? And it's like, where did you just tear that from? <laughs> but you know, we can look at that and say, boy, I wish I didn't have to haul them. And yet, here a few years later, those children are still coming to Bible school. They were there this year. Well, are we getting through to them? Are we... Are, do we give of that time? Is our time of witness to them? Is it going to make an effect on their lives? Cast your bread upon the waters. God's word will not return void. So we don't know what effect it will have. Passing out tracts, reaching out literature, CDs. We say, what effect does that have on anyone? You know, I'm blessed in the community when we pass out our, our reaching out paper. I'm blessed when there are those that take it and says, we thank you for it. We enjoy reading it. We look forward to it. This year, this past year, all of us were affected by the COVID things, and, you know, we couldn't get out and do. And so there was thought about what do we do with the reaching out this time? It's got the Bible school invitation on it. What do we do? I was glad things was being lifted to the point that I said, I think we need to personally pass out this paper. First person that I gave that paper to, they said, thank you. I said, we haven't seen you all year. They was glad for the paper. And then when we're doing that, reaching out there when we're passing out that paper and you, you talk with the community there and they say, we're glad you do this. At least you're doing something. That's coming from the community. So is our witnessing, is it a value? Is, is it doing something? I would say yes, it is. And also, passing out CDs, that, that can all be done at the same time. <clears throat> For us, we have tried at times to uh, have tracks along or CDs along when we're traveling. Because you'll run into people. 
and you might feel to, to pass you the word on. Some time ago, we were traveling, and we place a, bit, a place that we normally stop when we travel before we get to one of our children's. We, we stop, and we, we always got a place. That we, we like it. It's a nice place. So we, we, we went in there one, one night to stop on our way, and the place was closed. And I thought, well, I don't like that because I, like I like my routine. Well, let's go over here to this place. It's open. We'll go over there. <clears throat> it's right over Christmas time. Got to talking to the young man behind the, the counter the fast food place. And I don't know if he spoke first about it or if we made mention, but it was, you know, wish you a Merry Christmas and have a good Christmas. And I felt, I felt led to say something. And this, this young man is burly-haired and whatever. And I said, what's Christmas all about? It's about Jesus. You could have floored me. I wasn't expecting that answer. But he knew. And so we stood there and chatted a while, and finally, I said, we said, would you like a CD? So we got a, a CD and gave it to him, and he was happy with that. He said, I'll, I'll listen to this. And, and we shared there for a while. I don't know his relationship with the Lord. But, you know, do we take those opportunities to witness to those out there? Will it have an effect? We don't know. Some of it we do know, some we don't. But what does it do? What, but what are we willing to do? And so what are we willing then to also to get on, on other people's level? Are we willing to get on others' level? And when I, when I mention that, we're all different. But when I mention about getting on others' levels, how is it when you're visiting the community, <clears throat> you look forward to going in some of their homes? Are you ready to go in some of their homes? Or do you shy away a little bit? Do you back off a little bit and maybe hope you're not invited in? Or if you're invited in, you hope maybe that you're not asked to sit down. You know, I have heard various responses. I remember one very well when one person made a comment about somebody's house. They said, if you can call it a home. And what they was referring to was the fact of the matter is, if you went in that house to sit down, you might most likely maybe not have found a place to sit down. But they judged it that if you could call it a home... Well, I'd have to say for myself a little bit, that probably caused a little resentment within me because I know what it's like to grow up in a community home. I know what it's like that you, you might have people feel like maybe it's just not good enough. <clears throat> and
And yet, how do we feel when we go into someone's home? That we know that it's not going to be as clean as our homes. It's not going to be as organized as our homes. And maybe even their cooking is not going to be as good as what my wife or mother or whoever fixes. But how do we respond to those things? And you know, what, what kind of a witness will that leave to those people? When you take your family to go visit the community, and you go in and you sit in their home, you go to their house, and when you sit down, they might be cat dog hairs on the furniture. It's not really clean. And after a while, you see these little black bugs crawling across the floor. It's called roaches. <clears throat> we have been there. We have sat there. But we made ourselves at home with them because they wanted us there. Did my wife feel like letting the littlest child down on the floor? No, she didn't. And did uh, we get inspected pretty good when we got home to see if we carried any bugs home? Yeah, we sure did. But was we too good to go and sit in that home? We shouldn't be. When they ask you to a meal and you sit there and eat and you're not quite sure about everything that's on the table, but you eat it. You know, what does it have to say to those people? And so the value of witnessing, the value of witnessing. Yes, we can witness, we can share the gospel, and then we should. And people will read us in how we respond. They will know if we're there because we're interested in them. They'll know that our sharing with them, we have a heart for them. <clears throat> The young children at Bible school, when they're there, and it almost seems like maybe they're going to tear their church apart before they get out. Years later, you'll make contact with one of those children, and they'll remember. They'll remember. And yes, as I look back <clears throat> to my own home, of the influence of those that was willing to come those that was interested in coming to the mallows up on the mountain you know they came many of you all well I'd say many of you all no I'm afraid not very few of you all here probably remember Melvin and Viola Myers there's a few here. They played a big part in my life. They came to our home there. They would come in just like if they was in their own house, I believe. Spend time, sit down, do any work around you'd like to have done. They was there. Fred and Dawn nicely, some of you probably a strange name to some 
Brother DeWade nicely. The work they did there in the community, when they came to our home, they came in and they made themselves at home. Fred could come in and sit down and hold a conversation with my dad that probably a lot of people couldn't. Very common, could fit right in. Fred Miller's, Lloyd Hartzler's, is others that I remember that would come and visit. And there was probably some others. But these is ones that I look back that would have had influence on my life because they took the time and they was wanting to go and they was willing to go. <clears throat> and I just remember one of the young sisters, I call her young sister now because she is. She was talking to my wife recently and my grandparents lived across the road from us. My grandparents never made a commitment. They would have been drunkards. They would have been ungodly people. And one of the young sisters asked my wife, said, you felt comfortable going over to their house? She said, I never felt comfortable. Even going there to Christmas Carol, she said, I never felt comfortable. I could understand why they didn't. I could understand that. And yet, how do we look at those out there? You know, God's love is for them also. And he has asked us to go, to witness to them, to share with them. And to cast our bread upon the waters. And he says, my word will not return void. And yes, God's word had an effect on my life. Because of those that seen the value of witnessing and sharing the gospel. And how it worked in my life to bring me to where I am today. A child of God. And so yes, there is value. So yes, for the young, the youth here, as you have responsibilities, and I'm sure there's a number of you have responsibilities in Bible school, and you might be saying a week of Bible school. It used to be two weeks. Maybe you all still have two weeks. Most of us has went to one week. And we'd look at two weeks and like two weeks of Bible school. Can't wait till it's over. And yet, are we willing to give of that time Plant that seed. Show those young people that you love them. I see I'm running out of time. I may, may be talking too much here. <clears throat> but just one more example. In this year's Bible school, of how I think our lives can touch those unfortunate lives. Little young fella there came to Bible school each evening. Him and his dad never met his dad before. Met him there. His dad came, you know, nice beard hanging down here and printed shirt on. Printed t shirt on. We'd say regular community guy. The next night, or the third night he was there, second, third night he was there, 
He was dressed almost as plain as any of us here this morning. But his little boy was there. He was on the front bench. The little boy was talking along. Occasionally his feet would be sticking out the side of the bench, or he'd be up here walking around somewhere. The last night, him and his mom is going through the picnic tables, lines there, and this boy is crying. What's he crying about? He wants his teacher. He wants his teacher. So we finally get out and we found the teacher and says, come down here and help this boy. He wants the teacher. And why? That boy sensed and felt something. So yes, young people, as you take your time in Bible school, you will have an effect upon these lives. In the future, they may be sitting right here as a member. Give of your time. The value of witnessing, yes, it is valuable. It is valuable. The Lord has commanded it in his word that we to go to share his word. We have those opportunities. Let us do them. We don't know what effects they might have, but maybe through those effects, maybe you'll have another preacher in the pulpit in the future. We never know. The Lord works in wonderful ways.